0: It's time for another Pinball Profile. I'm your host, Jeff Teolis. You can find everything on pinballprofile.com. All your subscriptions, past episodes and more. Join our Facebook group. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at pinballprofile. You can email pinballprofile at gmail.com. So it was in Texas at Texas Pinball Festival. Fantastic. Lots of fun. Great show. I mean, 40,000 square feet, almost 400 games. The tournament, both, I guess, the classics, the Wizards and uh, the women's even as well all the best they've ever been and I congratulated people like Colin McAlpine and Phil Grimaldi and all the people there had fun streaming on wormhole pinball that was a good experience even Steve Ritchie came on there but all that aside the most important thing when I'm in Texas I go to places I like to eat I tried Heart hard eight it's fine it's no Hutchins all right if you want barbecue you got to go Hutchins but that aside barbecue is obvious may I suggest Whataburger. And I know Carl DeAngelo is listening. He's whining right now saying, no, it's In-N-Out Burger. No, it's not. There were six people that went to Whataburger. Five out of six said it was great. And here's another reason Whataburger was great. Because as I was leaving, Scott Woods, who I just met from Memphis, Tennessee, said, hey, thanks. I listened to your podcast. I appreciate what you do, and It was very nice. Hi, how are you doing, Scott? So what's the scene like in Memphis? And he said, well, you got to check out this new place that just opened up. It's called Flipside in Memphis. And you should get on David Yop." David does the obstacles you might have seen on Pinside. I said, that sounds like a great idea. So look who it is. It's David Yop. Hi, David. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: Wonderful to talk to you. And you've been a busy man.
1: Yeah, I have. For the last six months, especially.
0: So we're going to go back. Flipside is now open. In fact, you even had your first tournament just at the end of March there. Congratulations on that. And I'm sure one of many to come. We're going to talk all about Flipside. but. This is something that probably stemmed over the years of love of pinball because you're a young boy, I think you were 12, you first played Royal Flush and that got the bug going some 45 years ago. You've amassed a huge collection and now look what you're doing. So what really turned you into just being a a passionate player to buying machines, to thinking maybe operating, helping you and your partners open up Flipside? How did this all come about?
1: Well, you know, it did start when I was 12 and discovered the the Royal Flush Machine at, at a bowling alley that I played at on Saturday mornings and fell in love with pinball. As a matter of fact, any time, you know, my family would go on vacation and we'd go to uh, one of these small theme parks maybe that was in, this, in the area, I would always look for, you know, usually they would have like a, a little penny arcade and they would have some pinball machines. A lot of them were not well maintained, but you'd drop a dime and play pinball. And I just, you know, I played uh, even up through the, you know, the early 80s uh, before video games kind of took over and, and pinball took a back seat and didn't play for, for many, many years. And, I mean, I you know never really owned a, a full commercial pinball machine uh, until about, about seven years ago. And that was even kind of by accident.
0: What was the machine you bought?
1: A Firepower. That was my, that's my all-time favorite machine. Royal Flush was the machine that hooked me, but Firepower was the machine that was my favorite, without a doubt. First machine that had kind of a mission-based multi-ball. First machine with lane change. I mean, that that machine set a lot of standards. That one single machine, I feel like it did anyway.
0: For sure, locking the balls uh, again, lighting the spinner, always a big thing, very important. You saw some of that in the EM days, but no question, Steve Ritchie's Firepower is is a great one. So yeah, that's just one game. That's seven years ago. You've had a lot yeah. since then.
1: Yeah, well, after you know, after I got that one, we were just having small get-togethers in my garage at that time, and friends would come over. They would post a picture on Facebook, "Hey, we're playing pinball," and then someone, a friend of that person that was posting a picture on Facebook, said, "Hey, I've got a you know a pinball machine in my garage. It doesn't work, but if you'll come get it by Sunday, you can have it. I need it out of my garage." And I picked it up, and that actually that machine was Butterfly by Sonic, which they didn't make a lot of. I like it. Yeah. It it really is a cool machine. And I mean, I think the production run was something like 450 or something like that. It didn't work. And that was kind of when I had to learn how to work on them. So I got on Google, I got on YouTube and started to found pinball resource. You know, you get on Google, you start looking for things and it's it's all out there. You just have to take the time to look, got the schematics for it and started learning how to fix them. I fixed that one, brought it back and And then before you know it, I'm off and running. You know, I see a pinball machine here and there, mostly on Facebook Marketplace. And I was driving three hours, four hours, (laughs) five hours to pick up pinball machines and bring them back just to kind of fill up my garage with pinball machines.
0: You've done well, and it has led you to now flip side. And this is something that you and your partners were thinking about doing before the pandemic. So in a way, a blessing in disguise, because... You could have opened this up right before everything kind of shut down, so at least you had time to get all your ducks aligned, so to speak, and really present this once the world opened up again.
1: Yeah, we got extremely lucky because we actually had a place picked out. We thought we had, you know, landed a decent spot to host, you know, machines and have a, you know, a bar and some simple food. Of course, my partner at that time, he's a radiologist, uh, Michael Mueller. You know, neither of us knew anything about running a bar or a restaurant, but we were we were just kind of going blind into it. But the guy that, that was going to give us the building or lease us the building, he never actually got the place ready. And we finally just kind of gave up. And that was right at the beginning of the pandemic. So it was really a blessing that we didn't get the building because we would have opened and then we would have had to you know, we would have signed a lease and had to pay that lease, you know, through those two years. And uh, we were just really lucky that that didn't happen.
0: For sure you were lucky, but now you're lucky that it is open. It, I want you to go to FlipSideMemphis.com to see the gallery of, first of all, not only this, this restaurant, but the machines that you've gotten there. And the first thing that comes to mind is all these huge LCD screens above the machines. So you've got this gallery of games a great mix of old to new games. And it's like watching Indus tournament, for example, where you've got these big screens above. That's huge.
1: Yeah. And that actually started. So to back up just a little bit after we weren't able to open the bar, you know, before it, it was probably about, I guess, a year before the pandemic, I wanted to put some machines out for play. And I just put on my Facebook page, hey, if it, if you know of any business owners that would like to have some pinball machines in their establishment, you know, have them reach out to me. And somebody contacted Tony Westmoreland, who is a local restaurateur who now has, if you include Flipside, 11 bars and restaurants here in Memphis. So he, here's the great thing about that. He knows the business. He got in touch with me and he said, hey, I would love to host some, you know, some pinball machines. And it was a music venue. So, you know, there would be loud thrash metal bands and country music the next night and, you know, uh, a rap show the next night and a DJ show. It was you never knew what was going to be on the music menu, but it was kind of a small room off to the side. And I've always wanted to cater to the the competitive player because I enjoy competing myself. And the gallery monitor, the first ones I developed were just a simple and, and actually it's the same now. It's just a high-def uh, security camera turn 90 degrees and then take a TV and mount it 90 degrees and just connect it with,
0: you know, for like a live feed. You did this in your garage. Well, I did.
1: I did it with well, I did it a little differently in my garage. The very first iteration was I bought a security camera system at Sam's and I could do like because I didn't have a TV above every machine. I had one TV that, you know, you could do a four 4 on 1 split on the screen and then, you know, if somebody was playing on one particular machine we wanted to look at, I could make that full screen. But the, um, when we went to Growlers, I wanted to do a 1 to 1 so you everybody could watch or you could watch the person that you were playing against. And that just carried over to Flipside once we moved out of Growlers, which was the music venue, into into Flipside.
0: And it's heaven, too, especially in competition. You like competitions, and you don't have to be standing over someone's shoulder. You can watch it on the screen. You can sit back. You can enjoy your food, your your drink, whatever, at Flipside. So this is very special to see something like that. Again, go to FlipsideMemphis.com. You said you like to compete. It was Almost 10 years ago, David, your first competition at the famed Papa facility.
1: Yes, and that was part of my journey into buying pinball machines. And what got me to go to Papa, believe it or not, I didn't even know Papa existed. And when the movie Special When Lit, and I'm sure you're familiar with it, uh, came out, I watched that, and I was blown away. I was like, wait a minute, so there's some world... Pinball competition that happens I've got to go And uh, my dad had been retired for a few years And I said hey dad Do you want to go up to Pittsburgh With me for uh, And he knew how much I loved pinball and uh, So he rode with me We went up and I got to, you know, meet several pinball people when we were there, and I got to compete. I didn't do very well. Uh, as a matter of fact, it's funny because I hadn't played pinball in so long. By the end of the first day of qualifying, my wrists, you know, you there are certain pinball muscles that you build up, that you know, when you play every day. And my wrists were killing me by the end of the first day, but man, was it a blast. And uh, I did become interested at that point in, you know, someday maybe owning some pinball machines. Not necessarily as many as I have now, but I did want to have, you know, I wanted to have a few at the house.
0: This man suffers for his hobby, all right? He goes through the pain, goes through the pinjuries, and still (laughs) wants more. But that is the fun about competing. When you are going through that, you don't really feel it because the adrenaline's there while you're playing. It's when you sit down or, you know, you stop playing, you go, oh, my back's sore, or my feet are sore, or, or in this case, your wrists or whatever the case may be. But yeah, when you're in it, uh, the blood's pumping. It's a lot of fun. And it looks like there's gonna be a lot of competitions at Flipside too. It's something you really like. In fact, you reminded me of this. Before we started this interview, we were reminiscing about, okay, where have we crossed paths? And you brought up the Louisville Arcade Expo. And I've only been there once. And you, myself, Chris Warren, William Prusa, and the late David Taylor and some of your friends, we all kind of met after the show, maybe in the parking lot, maybe somebody had a cooler, maybe there was some fireball. Maybe. <laughs> and uh, and that was just such a fun time uh, before things got a little out of hand. But that's another story. <laughs> anyway, uh, so you like the shows, you like going to competitions, but now you can have competitions right there at Flipside. That's the nice thing about what you've got. And it looks like you're set up for, for some big stuff too.
1: Yeah, you know, unfortunately, we uh, we really only have room for 16 machines, so I can't get too crazy with the size of a competition. However, the place really is set up to cater to the player. Um, even, I don't know if you noticed in the pictures, but there's a comfort, you know, one of the rubber fatigue mats that runs the entire length of the row of machines, and that's there for a couple of reasons. First, it's, you know, it's like a half-inch thick. It's really, really comfortable to stand on. But um, the cameras and the gallery monitors, there's a rule during competition. If you aren't up, if it's not your ball, you can't be on that mat. So you can never get in in another player's peripheral, right? So you can stand back and watch on the gallery monitor. And another thing is it brings in the people that are just sitting at one of the player bars, which is, you know, know, kind of opposite the pinball machines, and just watch. They don't even have to play. They can just watch the other people that are competing. But, you know, I wanted to set it up to really cater to the competitive player, and I think we accomplished that through the different amenities of the, you know, the monitors and the mats and and things like that. And another big thing for me is maintenance of the machine. I'm not going to leave a machine in that's Not flipping well, you know, um, and I do have enough machines in the stable, you know, in the wings that I can swap something out, you know, week to week. And we can also rotate the lineup. So I'll be rotating, you know, a couple of machines per week, probably every other week. You'll see new machines every time you come in. You're not going to play the same 16 machines every time.
0: David, don't sell yourself short because I've been to Stern Pro Circuit events where they had less than 16 machines. I've been to IFPA World Championships pre-events where they had less than 16 and they were all run very successful. So 16 well-working machines, a nice location, monitors, a place to eat and drink. Sounds like you're set for some big things. So I expect that with Flipside and your passion and your love of competitiveness too. Your partner, Tony Westmoreland, said it's a Chuck E. Cheese for adults. I have to agree.
1: Uh, I don't know if that's the term I would have chosen.
0: (laughs) You've got flip side tokens. I think that's pretty cool.
1: Yes, yes. And, you know, I think we should also mention the food. And I want to mention that our our executive chef, because he certainly deserves some recognition. His name is Jordan Beatty, and this is his first time being an executive chef. And he came in and he created our menu from scratch. Uh, And it is a Latin Caribbean fusion food. And people, while they, they love the pinball, they're absolutely raving about the food. And that's big because when I got with these guys and we talked about opening this place, I said, you know, this is Memphis and pinball alone, I do not think is going to carry a bar. You've got to have good food. And Tony did such a great job of finding Jordan and Jordan just absolutely knocked it out of the park. The food is really incredible.
0: Well, that's it, right? The fact that you have both makes common sense. You're going to have, if it was just pinball people, you're only going to have pinball people. If you've got a great menu, like it seems like you have it at Flipside, you're going to have people that are there only for the food. They're going to go, oh, what's that machine over there? And then throw a few tokens in there and vice versa. People that are there playing pinball all day, like I got to get something to eat. Wow, this menu's really good. So it's a bigger venture for sure. But you seem to like having a few different jobs. I mean, this isn't even your real job for crying out loud. (laughs) And you've got this on the go. And also... Yopsicles, which is huge. Explain Yopsicles.
1: Well, yeah, that one kind of caught me off guard. You know, I was very frustrated with uh, old Bally and Stern machines that I was restoring um, because all the machines that I have that are older that are in my lineup, you know, I'm restoring them myself. As a matter of fact, I've still got about 20 in storage that need to be restored. But when you buy all these LED bulbs and you put them in an old, you know, say a skateboard,. One of those type machines, Flash Gordon. Yes, a Flash Gordon. Any of any of the Ballys from the eighties or the Sterns, same thing. And then the bulb, you know, gets dim or it flickers. It's very frustrating. And then when you go to, you know, swap out that socket, and it's that big, thick metal. It's hard to heat up. Uh, the sockets are expensive; they're a dollar twenty-five a piece. You know, I started thinking there's got to be a way you could just solder. An LED directly into the circuit and not deal with the flicker and just get the get the socket out of the machine altogether. And I started uh, on my first machine. The first machine I did was a six million dollar man, and I used popsicle sticks and LED strips that I cut. Just cut them up and installed them. You know, drilled a hole in the popsicle stick, stuck the a little piece of the LED strip, and soldered it right into the socket. And I actually did a, a, a video of how I did it on my YouTube channel to say so you can actually see what the completed uh, yopsicle treatment. And that was kind of where the name, I jokingly called it a yopsicle on that YouTube video. I put them in, and the funny thing, is, as we talked about earlier, is that $6 million man is at the bar right now, and not one of those has failed. And it's still, I didn't put yopsicles in it. It's still got the original popsicle sticks that are screwed into the bottom of the playfield and just soldered in.
0: But the same idea.
1: It's, yeah, and that's well, I took that idea. actually, it took me two years because I kept asking online. I was like, I, you know I need somebody I don't know how to create a PCB, but I kept asking online, uh, several people, you know, hey, would, does anybody have any interest in trying to develop this further? And I never got a response. Well, I got on a PCB page on Facebook, and a guy from Australia of all places contacted me he said, "Hey, I'm a PCB designer. I'd like to give it a go." So he helped me design the circuit so it could be made, and he is my Australian distributor. So he sells them in Australia, I sell them here, and they really, really took off. Uh, And I've been really, really proud of that stupid little LED bulb. And I'm glad that people are installing them, and it's helping, you know, the restoration community because I'm a part of that. So as a hobbyist, it, it just gives me a lot of pride to be able to provide that to other people that are also in the hobby.
0: You've got different colors, too. I know you've got the warm whites, the cool whites for the Omnis, but there's something new, isn't there?
1: So, yeah, I just got our uh, other colors in, and it's going to be the Omni line is the one that has, you know, it has two resistors, so you can use an original board instead of having to buy that $100 LED-specific non-flicker board. But this is going to be the Spectrum line, and the colors that we're adding, and they will be going on my pin-side shop. So red... Green, orange, yellow, and blue have arrived at my house.
0: Pretty impressive. But I am excited for you for Flipside, for your obstacles, for the community, for Memphis, really, because it's kind of the first pinball bar in Memphis, isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, I think it is. I don't know of any other pinball bars that have existed in Memphis. You know, there's was at one time a brewery that had some pinball machines in it, but you know they closed at like nine o'clock or whatever. We are open till midnight, so we truly are a pinball bar. Um, but we're also a restaurant. I don't want people to think it's just a bar. But I, yeah, I believe we're the, I believe we're the first.
0: Pretty exciting. And do you get around other places in Tennessee? Because I've been to Nashville. I want to get to Knoxville. Uh, the Tennessee scene is quite something and really spans west to east because uh, there's pinball in all different pockets, aren't there?
1: There are. Um, I have not made it to play pinball all the way out in east Tennessee because there are several things in Knoxville and Chattanooga that I'm aware of. And in Nashville, I would say if we had a sister bar, pinball bar in Nashville uh, or in Tennessee, it would have to be no quarter. And I have been there and spoken with the owners and everything. And, and not to say that I exactly copied their bar but there were certain elements of it that I liked so you know I borrowed we'll we'll call it that.
0: Listen if it was in the same city it would be called stealing when you go to another city it's called research. <laughs>
1: <That's>, <laughs> right right. right. But that's a it,
0: nice that's a nice nod to no quarter and obviously your affection for that and uh, many people that have uh, enjoyed that for a long time in Nashville so if you're in the Memphis area well and you like no quarter hey check out flip side makes sense.
1: Absolutely and come you know for one of our You know, we we do a tournament every Thursday, and once a month currently we're going to do, you know, a larger tournament so regional people can come. Uh, We'll start it Saturday at 2 o'clock. It'll be IFPA. Soon our Thursday nights will be IFPA as well. Um, And Scott Woods, who you mentioned earlier, um, has agreed to uh, take over getting our tournaments registered with the IFPA because I just I don't have time. I don't mind running the tournaments that night. But I don't have time to uh, do all the registration and they get the money sent in. And so I really appreciate my players have stepped up to uh, really help me with this bar. I did not do it by myself. Um, I couldn't have done it without these other guys. And I definitely could not have done it without all of their support because through all the changes, through Growlers, through my garage, they've been there to support me. I mean, every step of the way, I've got a group of a couple of dozen really dedicated players. And uh, these guys have been great, uh, and I really appreciate every one of them.
0: And before you know it, I would imagine Flipside becoming a Stern Army location.
1: You know, I haven't researched that enough, and I've had several people suggest that to me. I really need to research it more and uh, because I do have, you know, I've got Rush, I've got Godzilla, um, I've got Led Zeppelin, I've got Guardians of the Galaxy. I have several uh, newer Stern machines. I guess I do need to get uh, get uh, our location added to the Stern Army. I know they send you some swag and stuff for the, uh, the launch tournaments.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, – I bet you Scott's looking into it, and some of your players will too, because if you're having that kind of frequency – that's exactly what the Stern Army recruiters are looking for. So anyway, you certainly have a lot going on. It's been an exciting month for you. Uh, obviously, the build up before that. But I wanted to congratulate you and your partners on Flipside Memphis. And again, it's FlipsideMemphis.com for all the information on Facebook. And check out the obstacles on Pinside. David, a pleasure to catch up with you once again.
1: Uh, same here, Jeff. And um, I want to also thank you for all you've done for the pinball community. I've you know, followed you. Uh, and been a fan especially of your play-by-play slash color commentary during the big tournaments. Uh, I always know it's going to be a joy, uh, and it's going to be 100% accurate when you sit down at the mic at one of these big tournaments. There's going to be no missed calls.
0: Where do I send the check? Thanks for the endorsement.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've really really enjoyed the conversation tonight, too. Really, thank you for reaching out to me.
0: Hope to get there soon, because it looks great.
1: You better. We'll feed you. We'll feed you well while you're here too. No, no burger yet. But if you'll wait about a year, we'll have a burger as well, just for you.
0: No way. Your menu sounded perfect. I mean, <laughs> it looks good. Check out flipsidememphis.com, David. All the best, buddy.
1: Thank you, Jeff. Have a good one.
0: This has been your Pinball Profile. You can find everything on pinballprofile.com. Check out our Facebook group. We're on Twitter and Instagram @pinballprofile. Pinballprofile at Pinball Profile. Email gmail.com. I'm Jeff Teolis.